This guy is known for going to Luke Walton's wedding. And as a Chelsea guy, he goes right to Stan Kroenke, the owner of Arsenal, and says, Chelsea till I die. But you know him affectionately as a superstar for Gonzaga. He is now on their broadcast network as the color analyst, and he's got a great podcast, The Perimeter with Adam Morrison, which is done by speakers or Speak Studios, and we are going to talk about that. I'm Brian Fenley, an anchor at Fox Sports Radio. Adam, it's this is an honor, first of all, to have you on. I've looked up to you. I, I, I've followed your career so closely. When you have this speaking platform now, how cathartic is it, and, and in what ways are you able to express yourself in ways you hadn't in the past? Well, I think uh, it's different, obviously, from broadcast radio. You understand that with the you know the compliance rules and you know not being able to swear and things like that. <laughs> uh, you know, I just wanted to drop the curtain a little bit, especially from the Gonzaga angle. Even though the show is not you know specifically Gonzaga basketball, but early on. You know, for the buzz, I wanted to drop the curtain a little bit for uh, some of the guys who experienced the program. I had Coach Few on, kind of on his philosophy. So I got to be able to get stories and uh, perspectives that they're not going to give to regular media guys, if that makes sense, um, especially being the Gonzaga angle. So that, that's been really cool. Um, and then, you know, for me personally, it's fun to, to just kind of chop it up with people and go over things that uh, – you know, our interesting stories and, and tales that are uh, that need to be told of grinding that people don't really see. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty cool so far. What do you think as far as the perception you have from your mm-hmm. NBA and college basketball career, how that might have been different if you had this platform then as a chance to explain yourself? Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good question. I think earlier, um, you know, with the media lens, uh, it was, you know, narrated the way people wanted to narrate it or, or crafted the way they wanted to. Um, but this allows me to, you know, I, I guess express myself as a broadcaster than a, as a, a person of knowledge in basketball, if you want to say that. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, some of that stuff has gone away a little bit. If uh, you know, with the, doing the barstool stuff with PMT, I had Dan Katz on. Um, you know, my last episode. So, I mean, things like that, I kind of get to tell the story of like, this is how it really went down or this is how I really am. Um, it's been nice in that regards. Uh, Cause some people are like, well, I didn't know you were, you know, not trying to brag, but like thoughtful and insi- inside of and whatever. And I'm like, always been like this, but whatever, man, thanks. <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment. When did you start getting more comfortable as far as the media and, and being, empowered to to use that platform and to be able to finally get to this position where you are now uh i think it's probably when i started broadcasting and it just came out of the blue they they had a guy leave who uh took a job that uh is the director of hoop fest it's the largest three-on-three tournament in the country and so it's a it's a year-long process to get that tournament started um, so they asked me to do it and i never had any experience so i was like yeah i'll try it why not and then uh you know slowly that stuff becomes more and more easy to uh, deal with being part of the media, I guess. And then uh, you get comfortable around other people and then having your own platform and own show, you can say whatever you want, which has been nice as I, you know, I have to put an explicit warning on mine. <laughs> they get going a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's just uh, over time, you kind of get more comfortable in your own skin, I guess is the best way to put it. 
Adam Morrison is with us. I'm Brian Fenley with Fox Sports Radio. You spoke about recently, I saw on Instagram, you were over in New York City at Barstool Sports. Yeah. What was it like meeting and having a conversation with Dave Portnoy? Uh, I had a quick one with him. Um, I just got a chance to, uh, you know, walk into his office, say what up to him. I was on the live stream for the the Chelsea Arsenal game. Um, so he was a nice guy. Everybody's cool at Barstool. They always have been. Um, and you know, then, like I said, I did an episode with Dan Katz cause we had a funny, um, way of meeting each other about f- five years ago and we've kept in touch ever since I've been on TMT, I think three or four times. And so it was kind of a circle of life for podcasting and he comes on my, uh, my show and, uh, it was kind of cool to interview him cause he doesn't really get to be interviewed. He doesn't allow very many. And, you know, it's not just the PMT content. It was kind of his story and how he's made it and where he's got, uh, you know, he's gone from a freelance writer to what they are now at Barstool. So it was a, it was a fun experience. When you think about the vision you have for yourself and your branding, where do you think this can go? What you're doing? How far do you think you want to take this thing? You know, that's a, I've been asked that and I just want to do uh, one season and see how it goes. And if it goes well, it's uh it's all gravy. If not, um, I've had a good time talking to friends on a mic, you know what I mean? So that part's been uh, pretty neat. As far as broadcasting, I, I like where I'm at with doing Gonzaga games. It's a lot of fun. I get to travel during, uh, you know, the winter months and stuff like that. I'll probably stop doing it once my oldest daughter gets to high school, starts playing varsity basketball. So I have that in the back of my mind. That's two years away, um, you know, because I don't want to miss games and stuff like that. So I didn't start this to to – rebrand myself or try to to turn this into something larger i guess if that makes sense i just been lucky enough that speak studios gave me an opportunity this guy just texted me said hey do you want to do a show all right you know check it out and then so that's kind of where it's been going so far you spoke about your daughter you're coaching her if i'm not mistaken adam aau basketball and, and so what is it like for you living vicariously through her uh-huh I always tell her that, uh, you know, the name on the back of the jersey doesn't have to define who you are as a player. So I always want to make sure, you know, especially in this area, like, hey, you can be your own player. Uh, you know, don't put pressure on yourself. And then it's kind of cool to, to – because my dad coached me, so then I kind of have flashbacks of my dad saying the same things that I'm saying to her and then watching her have the same reactions I did as a kid and trying to be like, hey, just trust me, I'm right. I know it's, it's – <laughs> have your dad coach you Uh, a lot of you know athletes have done that it's hard to separate dad from coach but it's been fantastic uh, journey so far we have a lot of fun we have a good little team here and uh, committed girls that work hard and um, you know we want to keep going and hopefully get them all in in an opportunity to play uh, college basketball sometime what's the style in which you coach in compared to how you responded best to coaching as a player it's a good question Um, I think I try to build confidence, but also I'm, I'm demanding on correctable basketball behaviors. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to choose somebody out for missing shots, you know, dribbling off their foot. But if, you know, being in a stance, playing at a higher gear, playing faster constantly, you can always coach players to play hard. And I think playing hard is a skill. It sounds funny, but like continuously. Um, so, you know, I, I think the girls would understand and uh, the parents that I coach pretty hard, <laughs> to say the least. No question. The, the basketball gym for you has always been that place to escape. How does Coeur d'Alene Lake, how has that become a haven for you to unwind and, and forget about the world and be there with your family? 
Oh, it's been, it's been great. I bought the place uh, seven years ago. Um, you know, everybody's familiar with it now. It kind of blew up as far as on the national scene with Gaza Ranch, a lot of celebrities. So I'm, I'm below that. I'm not a member at Gaza. Let me make that quite clear. That's a whole different ball of wax. Um, it's beautiful up there, but yeah, it's a different uh, social club than uh, us regulars could get into if you get what I'm saying. Um <laughs> So yeah, we enjoy it. I'm lucky to get in when I got in and uh, it's a, it's a place for my family and, and friends of mine to go enjoy themselves and kind of unwind. And, you know, it was a blessing last year with the COVID stuff going on. Um, you know, when it first started, when it was, you know, scarier, you get what yeah, I'm saying, sure. on, on how the media and, and just how it was, um, you know, the fear that everybody had of it early on, we were able to go up there and disconnect a lot, which was a, a blessing in disguise. How's your golf game? Terrible. I played <laughs> I used to play 60 rounds a year. I played four last year. I don't have time anymore, man. I've just, it's a sport you got to grind to get better. And I'm not going to go to the range of grind. So I'm, I'm not very good. What was, when you look back at your playing career, what was the, I was on top of the world moment for you? That oh, that's, moment. A good, uh, that's a good question, man. I, I, I think I'll just maybe the whole 06 season. Um, you know, there was a lot of press coverage and I was, uh, you know, have a great season like that. We had a great season as a team. Um, so, yeah, I think towards the end of that, you know, I won some player of the year awards. I won the Oscar Robinson award. I won the Chevrolet one. I think I split the AP one. Uh, so those, those moments were good. And then there were some uh, not so great moments in the NBA. And that's the beauty of sports is it's going to be an ebb and flow. It teaches you different things. It provides character for you later in life. And, uh, you know, you mentioned coaching earlier. That's what I try to pro uh, provide for those girls. Like, Hey man, this, this, game of basketball is a roller coaster but it could teach you things and it could take you places that you never thought my final question adam morrison is with us i'm brian fenley what do you remember most about the kind words that aaron aflalo said to you after the end of the 2006 season oh i mean that was uh he was just like hey man you're uh one of the best players in college basketball and you should be proud of yourself and uh you know and so i've always respected that i, I Ryan Hollins was the same way and I ended up being his teammate. So, uh, yeah, it's always funny how the uh, basketball works like that, that I ended up obviously being a teammate of Jordan Farmar. So like it's all comes from everybody. Yeah. Everything comes full circle and, and, you know, to former players and, um, pros, like, I guess that that ending of that game wasn't as big as deal to guys like that. It's more outside of non-players if that makes sense. They all understand the emotion of, of, losing in that fashion um so yeah like when i got to the league like nobody ever gave me crap about that you know what i mean it was like hey you're my teammate now or whatever so it was cool um but yeah i've, I've always respected him for uh you know being kind in that moment adam i've always respected you as being a role model be sure everybody listening and watching this check out his podcast if i'm not mistaken adam every wednesday is that every every wednesday out? Yeah, the Perimeter Podcast is on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Dash Radio, the Nothing But Net uh, uh, channel on that as well. We just got picked up with that. So it's been good. We've had six episodes uh, so far. The next episode is Juliana Pena. It's got the Amanda Nunez fight. She's from, she's from Spokane, but she's got the championship fight. Known her for years. We have a great conversation. I'm doing Chris Haynes tomorrow, Wednesday, and then I got John Stockton lined up next. So it's going to be a good uh, good. Uh, diverse guests uh list so join it uh listen to it if you do if you like it absolutely you've also had in the past mark few 
Joel Ayayi and, and company. So a lot of a lot of interesting content that you've been out yeah. there. I've been, Adam, I used to live in Spokane. I'll leave you with this. I used to live in this on the South Hill from uh, 2012 to 2014 with uh, with Krem too. I worked for them. I appreciate you. I know you got to run. So grateful for your time, man. And I look forward to to helping you get the word out with your podcast. And, and happy to see your success. I uh, appreciate that, and uh, thank you for uh, giving me a plug, man. <laughs>